Hello, everyone, and welcome to This League Episode 3. I would take this next few minutes to introduce you to the panel, but you already know the panel, and we're missing half of it. So uh, all we have joining me tonight is good old buddy, uh, recurring guest, Pierce Williams. Hello. Thank you for having me back. And uh, just one thing I want to say to the fans and listeners real quick, if, if you think I don't normally know what I'm talking about, you're going to love this one. This is just a, a mess around episode, right? It's a classic Pearson Busby mess around. <laughs> uh, we should also take this time to pour one out for our homie Justin, who could not be with could not be with us tonight. He is not dead. He's just uh, busy. Uh, let's also pour one out for Malik Beasley, who died in the NBA postseason last year. Yes. So I believe uh, John Morant is still on trial for murder. Yes, uh, twelve ski as the Grizzlies Instagram account keeps calling him. We gotta do better at Mim Grizz. We gotta Grizz. stop with the skis, man. Yeah, do at Mim Grizz. This is your this is your call to just do better. All right. Well, if you listen to our preview episode from last year, and why wouldn't you at this point? I mean, we're the foremost experts in all things NBA related. We're going to break this out into two sections. First part is going to be talking about the only team that matters, which is the Memphis Grizzlies. And the second part is going to be an entire NBA preview portion. That word goes there, right, Pierce? Yes. Okay. So let's recap last year. Your Memphis Grizzlies finished as the two seed, 56 wins, tied to franchise record, uh, only behind the Suns on the Western Conference. Uh, they beat the Timberwolves in six games in the first round, lost to the, uh, the, the Warriors in six games in the second round. Jordan Poole, Yank Jasney, Stephen Adams had COVID. Dylan Brooks killed a guy. Wild. wild. <laughs> I think that I have – like 230-ish people muted on Twitter at this point. And I think like 215 of that's Warriors fans. They're terrible scum of the earth people, so <laughs> I wouldn't even give them a second thought. So that leads us into the Grizzlies offseason. John Morant gets a fully guaranteed six-year deal. No team option or player option for the sixth year. It's just straight up six years. So everyone saying that he's going to be on the first flight out of Memphis can shut up for a minute. Woo-hoo. Brandon Clark got an extension, four years, fifty-two million, extremely team-friendly deal. They bring back Tyus Jones on a two-year deal. They bring back John Conchar, and by bring back, I mean they just extended him another three years. They Judy. extended Stephen Adams for another two years. The big Kiwi. <laughs> I think I hit all the extensions. Is that right? I sounds right. Sharon got his last year. Um, there's yes. talk about Dylan Brooks, um, a potential re-signing extension coming up. Um, that's just rumors on the Twitter sphere. I'd be cool if that didn't happen. I'd be cool if it did. What part of Dylan Brooks do you like the best? 
I, I would need a clause in his contract that said he had to get rid of whatever hairdo he rocked last year. I would need a clause that says he can only take eight shots a game. That's too few. Do you see he's, he he wants four assists a game? He wants to average four assists a game this year. That's I'll believe it whenever I see it. I'm just saying. I, I like that actions talk louder than words, but words talk as well. Last year in a post-game press conference, he said, even coach coach has even me passing now, which is a, the first sign of, A, at least he's self-aware and knows that he doesn't pass, and B, like, realize you should probably pass more. <laughs> nah. Don't try I mean, to kill somebody in the playoffs as well. That would be nice. Okay, he didn't try. It was a reckless play. It wasn't a dirty play. There's a <laughs> distinction that should be made. No code was broken. <laughs> the Grizzlies also drafted uh, four new players. David Roddy out of Colorado State. Jake LaRavia out of Wake Forest. Kennedy Chandler, the pride of Memphis, Tennessee, out of the University of Tennessee. And Vince Williams out of VCU. And then maybe the hidden gem of all that is Pierce's new favorite player, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., the round mound of rebound part two. Rookie of the year. <laughs> you can't be rookie of the year on a two-way. You're only going to play 35 games. Rookie of the year. Zion almost <laughs> won it, and he played less than that. Yeah, that's because Zion's fat. For those who can't see my face right now, my, my eyes are real big because so is Kenny Lofton. <laughs> yeah, well, Kenny Lofton is like – He's a he's a ground bound fat. Okay. He's like a Fair he's enough. like a rolling ball of fatness. Zion's it's fat so, that's gonna somehow can't. fly. How how are we ever gonna pick up a sponsorship deal with the Grizzlies if you're ever here calling their new rookie obese? He's fat. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm fat too. We can all admit things. Uh, so how do you think we're going to fare this year? Any off-season drama you want to get into? Off-season drama? I mean, li- living completely rent-free in the team that beat you and then won the championship's head. That was yeah. pretty cool. It is pretty interesting uh, when Clay Thompson calls you out and immediately following winning the finals. Yeah. And Draymond. So... And we play them Christmas Day, correct? Yep. Yep. So, spoiler alert, I think the Grizzlies are going to be really good again this year. Uh, right now, I have them as the two seed in the West again. Because if there's anything we know about the regular season, it's that the Grizzlies try in the regular season when a lot of teams don't. So that kind of uh, that plays into our, our hands there. I also expect us to be quite good this year, which is, you know, just going to set me up for further heartbreak down the road if we're not. Um, and the NBA is all I have right now. So I'm going to really need that to not happen. That's true. We're really we're really putting a lot of stock in how good Memphis is. Yeah, but there's, no, I, there's a lot of talk that, like, Losing Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton for some reason made us a eight seed out of nowhere where I do see like their value to our team, but 
I don't see any reason that the team as a whole should take any steps back. Ja, I think, is going to come out with a vengeance. I think getting most improved, he's going to turn that into a slap on the slap in the face and put that as a new chip on his shoulder. Um, Dylan, I, I think, is going to come out playing a new brand of basketball that the Grizzlies aren't used to seeing him play. That's wishful thinking, but that's what I think. Um, then you got Bain, who's just going to be better than he was last year, which was already really good. And I will get more into this later, but I, I'm very interested to see Zaire Williams' development. Are you uh, are you predicting a Bain All Star season, or is that a step too far? I don't know if he makes the. I think if he played in a big market, he would be an All Star this year. But I don't know if he'll get the respect he deserves because he plays for Memphis. And fans are dumb. <laughs> Well, I mean, fan voting is only part of it. They only vote for the starters. Fans are dumb. They voted for Jaw last year. Fans are sometimes smart. They also voted for Andrew Wiggins last year. Fans are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, also voted for Brent Wolinski his last season <clears throat> in the NBA. Do what? They also voted for Dirk Nowinski his last season in the NBA. He couldn't walk onto the all-star court. They absolutely did not. That was a commissioner's pick, and they also allowed Dwayne Wade to play that last season too. Dwayne Wade was still hooping, though. Okay, he wasn't, and you know this. You're just trying to be different. Did you watch his last season in the NBA? He was still ball. He could have gone three more years. (laughs) Okay. He could have added as many years to the end of his season as Andrew Luck's career lasted. Okay, look, Ben's not here. We don't need to do this. <laughs> I expect this to be a cordial, fun podcast episode. So we talk about basketball. I said you're throwing shots. We got. We can have some proper banter. And you're going with me to the, to the Colts game next week. The Titans game. Yeah, so I think the, the Grizzlies' uh, development the staff is... I'm trying to talk... <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Is it about time that we start comparing, not, you know, like in terms of championships or anything like that, but in terms of player development, like sort of the Grizzlies are the heat of the Western Conference where you know that they're going to plug and play somebody and somehow it's going to work out. But it's, it might be a guy you've never heard of, a la Santi Aldama or Jake LaRavia or something like that. Um, I'm interested in the comparison. Um, I'm not sure I fully follow, but like the heat turn. Omar Yurtsevin into like a starting center last year, and he was like good. And I would doubt most people know that Omar Yurtsevin exists. Yeah, he sounds like the president of some 
Eastern European country. I was thinking but, like a yogurt brand, but yeah. Two things can be two things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's a fair comparison. Like, and if we want to compare eyes for talent with Pat Riley, I'm never gonna take that as a slap in the face at all. Uh, Except we know that they don't have the uh, the whole body fat stipulations like Miami does because again, Kenneth Lofton Jr. is fat. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's fat, and they still have him on the roster. I don't know how. I don't get it. That's a fat. That's a chonk boy. <laughs> Dude. Dude's triple kicked up on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the big news that came out of this offseason, um, not player addition or subtraction-wise, was the injury to Jaron Jackson. <clears throat> He is going to be out until, I would venture to say, December-ish. It doesn't sound like it's serious. No one seems worried about it. He started 5-on-5 five five a little bit this week, according to Taylor Jenkins. But getting him back sooner rather than later would be huge because he is kind of the guy that makes that defense work. He's the one that cleans up everything. So, And I think yeah. we're all expecting a better offensive year from him this year, too, whenever he gets back. It's unfortunate that once again his offseason has been plagued by an injury. Um, because I was really excited to see what he would do with a full offseason of preparation, especially working on the offensive game and seeing if him and Jock could get anything in a two two man kind of thing going. Uh, a little bit more. But um uh, last year when he came back from injury, he took a little bit to get settled in, but once he did, he was first. He was all defense. What team was he? He was he was first team all defense. Okay, I didn't want to I didn't want to talk out of turn again. Yeah. But yeah, so I I don't see anywhere where he would take a step back. He hasn't any year of his career. So I'm excited for him to come back and I think that will be a huge driving force for us. And if you remember last year, like we weren't too very good till December anyways. So yeah, uh, it was slow getting started. I think they started off 9-10, and 10, if I remember correctly. And then, ironically, it was the game that Ja got hurt where we rattled off, I think, 11 in a row after that. Yes. And uh, 11 in a row. Ja or no Ja, uh, whoever, Dylan, no Dylan, uh, BC, no BC, whoever was in the lineup, they made it work, and they did not slow down for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. So, I, I think we're – poised to make another run at it and I I think a run in the playoffs last year is only going to help us cause like to develop how to close out games and I do think and this could just be completely biased which no one's ever accused me of before but uh, if Ja plays that whole series I and Steven Adams don't have COVID I, I think that's a completely different series and I think that we may be hanging up a banner tomorrow night <laughs> That's bold. I'm not going to say it's completely different, but I, I like I would be a fool not to say some stuff changes because they should have beaten them in game one. John makes that layup nine times out of ten. Uh, they won game two. Then game three is whenever shit hit the fan. Somehow won game 
five, right? Was that game five back yeah. in Memphis where game we beat them by like 50? Yeah. Which I still watch the highlights of on a regular basis. That was a very, very fun playoff game. And we were right in game six without Ja and Steven and all them basically up until the end. I think Steven was back for game six. He missed the first okay. part of the series. We never had Ja and Steven playing together. You're right. We were in that game basically all the way up to the end. And then uh, Stephen Clay went Stephen Clay mode. Uh, Dylan kind of took some bad shots, as Dylan is prone to do. Um, and they ended up getting beat by double digits. But it was like a, I think, a two-point game with six minutes left or something like that. Yeah. It was not a blowout by for the whole game by any means. And kept it close, fought hard. Um, but, yeah, I think if we had our closer in there, um, I think he he stops a lot of those runs that other teams can go on, especially when you have guys like Steph and Clay. And when we don't have Ja, we don't really have the the guy who's able to stop another team's run offensively. Um, I think Bain has the potential to step into a role like that. So I'm interested to see how much more aggressive he is. And it seems like he worked on his off the dribble a lot this year and his mid range. So that'll definitely help him. He's got a bigger arsenal of weapons on the offensive end of the court. So definitely excited to see the development that we've made. And it seems like every year since Jenkins has gotten there, players have consistently come back much better, or at least a good bit better than they were the year before, Um, with the exception of Dylan Brooks, who still thinks that he is Kobe Bryant. (laughs) It happens. Uh, we should take this time to recognize Ja as the shortest player in the NBA to ever lead the league in paint scoring. He he built different, <laughs> as the kids say. All right, Pierce, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. Give me one or two breakout candidates for the Grizzlies that people may or may not know. Last year, you said Ja Morant, which was asinine, but I will forgive you. And he wasn't give me an your. It wasn't asinine. He broke oh, out asinine. and became a complete superstar in the league. He was one of two players today on SportsCenter who had their own segment. Guess who the other one was? A man named LeBron James. You ever heard of him? It was asinine, Pierce. You know it was. It, it was it wasn't asinine. Like, yeah, he was our best player already, but he did break out into a a superstar, a take-over-the-game kind of guy. So he, yeah, it was not an asinine pick. It was not in the spirit of what I consider to be a breakout candidate. Oh, well, I'm sorry that I didn't know that all-knowing and all always-right Busby was <laughs> the final decision-maker. I'll just go back in my little hole and not have opinions that are better than yours. <laughs> All right. So regarding your opinion, uh, give me a, a breakout candidate or two and uh, your season prediction for the Grizzlies. I am very excited about Zaire Williams. Um, our coaching staff has had a knack of turning second year players like or having second year players make a huge jump from what they were their rookie season. Um, I think he's been in the gym with Bain a lot, who made a huge jump from his rookie to sophomore year. 
Um, I think he's going to be a very consistent 3 and D option for us. Uh, I think he's going to be far better than the always consistent 3 and D player, Terrence Ross. And so I'm very excited to see what Zaire does this year. (laughs) That joke that you just made was for two people, and both of them were on this Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) But if people understood the joke, they would know it's hilarious. Shout out Game of Zones. Bring it back with House of the Dragon going on. Yes, Norman. Uh, and your season prediction? Um, so you want like seeding or win total? Either or. So our, I actually had the Grizzlies on my uh little glance in the future here. Our high on um list. I have the Grizzlies. I'm higher on the Grizzlies than the media seems to be. Where our win total is at forty eight and a half. I don't see any reason we're not hitting fifty this year. Um. And then I, I, you said earlier that you think set two seed. I don't know if we're going to be a two seed. I think the West is really good and going to be better than it was last year. I think top four seed for sure. Um, two seed seems – to come into the season and say two seed seems a little too optimistic with just seeing how other teams are already stacked up. And um, that might just be me looking at other teams with like – uh, like filter of the past on and like what teams were and maybe not looking at who we are as much, but I, it would feel a little too optimistic to put two seed expectations on us, but I think top four mm-hmm. seeds should be no problem. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, you regarding breakout candidates, you mentioned Zaire and I think Zaire is the easy one. I, Agree with you. He is no, no, no. Oh, that that wasn't it wrong again. That wasn't me taking a shot at you, Pierce. Because <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think Zaire is in line for uh, a, a breakout as well. Probably not to Desmond Baines' level last year, but I, you know, pretty substantial improvement. Just like he's more than just a three and D guy, and I think that they are trying to showcase that a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. where he goes from there. Another one that I would point out is uh, Santi Aldama because he is probably going to be the starting four with Jaron out to start the season. Um, Of the rookies, I like David Roddy to contribute the most because he Mm -hmm. seems to be the most um, NBA ready of the bunch. And I got a wild card for you here, and this is a this is a little bit of a deep cut. You mentioned. us losing to Anthony Melton this year. Someone's going to slide into that role, and it's probably probably going to be John Conchar. I don't expect him to be like, you know, like a breakout of the normal sense, but as far as like a guy that people watch, like if people aren't fans of the Grizzlies and they watch their team play the Grizzlies, they're going to be like, who the hell is this white kid, and why does he always have the ball? Like how does the ball always get in his hands? It makes no sense. I don't hate that. Um you know, I feel like you're making a bit of a bias pick there. You've been waiting on the the John Conchar come out party for a while, years perhaps. Um, but I don't hate that, and I would love to see Conchar step into that, like the role of like when you're watching your team lose to the Grizzlies, being like, who is this guy with the half sleeve just yamming on us? Yeah. 
why did this guy that they picked up at uh, Sportsman's Warehouse just drain a three in our eye? Yeah. So I, I would love to see Contrar kind of slide into that Melton role, and I think that he does have the skill set to do it, especially on the offensive end especially. Um, but, yeah, I like that pick. And uh, as far as the rookies go, I do think NBA ready is the term to use that separates David Roddy from the rest of them. Uh, I think they a big reason to bring in Tyus back besides the fact that he's the best backup point guard in the NBA is to kind of like teach Kennedy Chandler, um, kind of let him take him under his wing. Yeah. So he can be the backup of the future, but I don't know how much really court time he'll see when you got Ja and Tyus, especially uh, injuries stay out of the picture for those two players. Yeah. Then, I will say Zaire is already starting behind the eight ball a little bit. He's out um, for at least the immediate future with knee soreness popped up in the preseason. Oh, but he should be back fine. Uh, no one seems to be worried about that either, but who knows with the Grizzlies medical staff, um, they'll label something as soreness and then they'll be out for three months. You'd be like, oh, what happened? They're like, oh, he was sore. What do you want us to do? They do have a knack of not telling us what's going on with our players. Cause I think Ja was out for a couple times last year with just knee soreness for extended amounts yeah. of games. Yeah. And it turns out it was so. probably a little bit bigger than his knee was sore. Yeah. Uh, no, that's I wasn't always... sure <clears throat> that you said uh, Santi is positioned to be the starting four until Jaron comes back and not Brandon Clark. Uh, do you know why that is, or do you think they're more? he's more valuable off the bench? I think they want to keep the bench unit as intact as possible from last year. And I think, at least on paper and during the preseason, based on how he shot, Santi provides more spacing. Um, and Brandon playing with Steven Adams could jeopardize that. Because you already have a guard that wants to get in the paint as much as humanly possible. Um, you don't need a second big being down there if you can avoid it. But Lob City. Yeah, but you can do Lob City off the bench. <laughs> no, I think that that's a those are good points. So I was just kind of curious about that for myself. Yeah. People at also, home might not care. Brandon getting his extension. Yeah. Um, he loved to see it. He was he was out of the rotation last year, back in it this year. Uh, big bounce back year and four years, 50 million is very, very doable with the cap going up and Brandon being as good mm -hmm. as he is. Uh, there were times whenever him and Bain pretty much just won you the Timberwolves series. Yeah. Um, Cause Ja was either not Ja until very late in the game. Uh, Jaron was fouling out as Jaron, you know, can do from time to time. Uh, Steven Adams and Dylan Brooks were basically useless. So, um, yeah, uh, those two came up huge. And Tyus, too. Tyus oh, did. Tyus was – I mean, there was one game that he put on ice in Target mm -hmm. Center and dumb name for a stadium. Target Center? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there's, <laughs> Target there's nothing Target. quite like FedEx. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> FedEx is dope. <laughs> All right. So I'm I think we're, 
I would not trust another company to deliver my packages. <laughs> I have not seen a FedEx truck in years at this point. It turned the news on. FedEx apparently not doing great. <laughs> okay. So, new sponsor alert? Yeah. If, uh, we can get into the business portion of the podcast, but Steve Smith, I think that was his name. Fred, Fred Smith. Fred Smith, thank you. Uh, stepped down the, over the summer, and apparently the new guy is not living up to the founder. But hmm. That's a little business talk for you. Fun fact, Fred Smith's son played quarterback in my high school. That's interesting. Cannon Smith. That's a dope name. Yeah, he, he dated uh, the Tui's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was before they bought Michael Orr. Phrasing. Well, yeah. I mean, how, they paid for him to go there. What am I supposed to say? Wait, you said he played quarterback at your high school? Yeah. Okay. Let's just move what, past what, are you, that. What, what are you not getting about this? Cannon Smith played quarterback at Olive Branch High School. Yeah, and then you said the two he paid for Michael Orr to go there, but no, paid for Michael Orr to go to Ole Miss. Okay, this is an anti-Ole Miss podcast. You got to keep up here. Absolutely, but there was I think there was a mix-up in pronouns. A a definitive noun was never established for Ole Miss, but yes, anti-Ole Miss nonetheless. Nah, glad we're on the same page now. All right, that was full circle. Let's get back to basketball, shall we? (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the full NBA. Pierce, <clears throat> I have on the agenda here, run through list of championship odds. Uh, hand up. I didn't do that. I just wrote down a bunch of names that I think that I am either higher than the general public on or lower than the general public on. So this is all just going to be like hearsay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm here for that. Let's yeah. No one wants hard hitting facts. They want our opinions because that's better than fact. Right? Yeah. Uh, I should say that uh, I went back and reviewed our stuff from last year and I was so off on teams I was higher and lower than. I basically only got breakout candidates, right? I think I was three for three on all of those. Mm. All right. So what you got? Give me three teams that you're high. Let's start start with higher than. Give me three teams that you're higher than. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, um, I teased this segment. I have the Grizzlies on my higher on. Um, that might be a little cop out, um, but we're slated to go forty-eight and a half games. I think it's a fifty-win season. Um, then after that, I have the Cavs, and I think that they are going to have a very s- similar season to what the Grizzlies had last year. Uh, they're they're Slated at 47 and a half games. I, and this one is, this one may come back to bite me because that's a lot of games. But uh, I think that they could have a big season and make some noise in the East. And I think the East is going to be a little bit rockier than the West for sure. I think there's definitely some moves to be made over on the Eastern side of the NBA for teams that have not been established the past few years. Uh, and then <laughs> my third one, <laughs> uh, 
I'm going with the Magic to win over 26 and a half games. Uh, I'm looking for a, a couple of this Magic moments this year. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they've, and I, I have, I can't give you specifics on names and stuff, but I think they've done a good job in the draft the past couple of years. Um, and I think, again, like I said, I don't think the East is all that, like, strong. I think you have a, the top and then the rest, like top three and the rest. So I think there's some uh, – I can see the Magic's getting in the playoffs this year, and to get in the playoffs, you got to win more than 27 games. So uh, that's my three that I'm higher on. Big Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro fan, huh? I think Paolo's going to be the difference. Yeah. Um, I think there are eight teams in the East that are pretty squarely in, if I had to call it today. Um, the Magic were unfortunately not one of those, but I do have the Magic in another category we're going to talk about. So, um, And I think you do too. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. I didn't have any of those three written down. Okay. So I have four because I assumed that I would have to scratch one off. Do you want me to say all four or should I just go with three? Yeah, say all four. I have the Pelicans. Remember, I was lower than most on them last year. I'm yes. buying the Pelicans hype this year. Uh, love Zion and Brandon Ingram. Uh, Trey Murphy is a candidate to take that next big leap as a second-year guy. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is a walking double-double, as we know from his time in Memphis. C.J. McCollum is maybe still the most underrated guard in the league. I don't know how they're going to stop anyone, but they're going to put up so many points. And uh, they performed really well in the playoffs last year. So uh, I think getting back a 27 and 10 guy, <laughs> uh, shocker here is a positive. So we'll see. That does see, does seem to make teams better um, historically. Yeah, I'm a skip uh, number I don't two. hate that. No, say it. I'm going to skip number two and I'm going to come back to it because I think that's going to be the okay. controversial one. Next, I have Toronto. Toronto is another one of those teams that like is always like a six seed and no one really thinks about them in the East. Uh, love Scotty Barnes coming out uh, in his second year. He won rookie of the year this year. Probably going to be more of a, a focal point in the offense uh, this year. 6'10", can do a lot of things. Still can't really shoot, but can dribble pass. He's like a like Draymond on steroids, if you want to call him that. Okay. And then they just got a bunch of guys that know how to play basketball. Like they're outside of Fred Van Vliet, they're all like six, eight, and up wings that just know how to do a lot of fun things on the court. So I have them pretty squarely in the playoff hunt in the East. And I think a lot of people would have them in the play in conversation. Okay. Uh, my third, and this would be bad news for the Grizzlies, probably. Um, I like the Kings this year. I don't like them to make the playoffs, but I feel like they're not going to Kings it up as much as they normally Kings things up. De'Aaron Fox is good. Demonis Sabonis is good. Keegan Murray, if he is anywhere close to what he was in the summer league, is going to be an outstanding rookie. Um, So I think I like a lot of their pieces, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, my only issue with that is it's, it's, the, it's kings. the Kings. 
I know. It's I like felt a... bad writing it down. Like, what was their win projection? I don't know. I have their championship odds pulled up. They have the same odds as Oklahoma City. Okay, that's not. And I think I like them a lot more than I like Oklahoma City without Chet Holmgren. Okay, it looks like they're at 33 and a half games. They're lower than the Hornets, and the Hornets are ass cheeks. Well, that's because all their players keep getting arrested. They're lower than the Wizards, the Trailblazers, the Knicks, the Bulls, who don't have a point guard right now. Yeah, uh, based on all these facts, I I would like to copy and paste that on my higher on because <laughs> if that's what people think they are, I think they're going to be better than all of those teams you just named. Yep. Uh, and then the one that I thought would be most controversial, especially coming from me, Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that team is going to be a wagon in the regular season. We I, know what happens when Rudy Gobert gets in the postseason, but I think that team is going to be trouble in the regular season. I agree with you. Uh, I don't – I mean, controversial due to the the personal feelings. I And I actually – I'll see that I have them on a list later on. Um, that team is good and getting like more experience playing together longer is only going to help them with their chemistry. Um, I don't hate that at all. And I know you can't really like do the whole heart and soul thing. Like that doesn't always translate. I do think there's a little bit of a problem with them losing Pat Bev. He's not good at basketball but he's a nuisance and he kind of keeps the team together he's a glue guy of sorts and he he is a pest who just gets in the other team's head yeah so, uh, but I, regardless I, I think that team's gonna be really good in the regular season and that's what i'm basing this prediction off of fair all right do you want me to go first for the next one yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm not I don't uh, and let me preface I don't love either my higher on list or my lower on list. Um cuz at the end of the day I don't know anything. <laughs> and let me let me also say I would also have the Grizzlies here. Um but we did a whole Grizzly section so I didn't want to talk about them again. Well, I always want to talk about them. <laughs> uh teams that I am lower on. I have Four here. I'm just going to give the three that I feel the most confident about. And then if I need to circle back to my fourth, if you don't have them, I will do that. Okay. Why do people like the Lakers this year? <laughs> I saw something. I, I was watching uh, a lot of sports in here today for some reason. And they were talking about how the Lakers are going to go as far as AD takes them. And let me just burst a bubble real quick. That's not that far. The Lakers have the same if... championship odds as the Dallas Mavericks. That's insane. Um, I, I know you can't rule out a team with LeBron and AD, but you can kind of rule out a team with LeBron and AD if they're that bad. The thing, like, 
they're not going to be good. And it's going to be – I I love LeBron so much, and I do think he's the best person who's ever touched a basketball. But he's in year 20. Like, he can't do – he can't carry what he used to. Yeah. And this team, if you take out AD, is basically carrying the 08 Cavaliers. They have better odds than the Timberwolves, the Cavaliers, the Raptors, the Hawks, the Pelicans, which I all like more than the Lakers. Yeah, and last year they were played with injuries. This could be something that we look back at in three months and be like, wow, like we were dumb to doubt LeBron and AD. But it's one of those things that you're going to have to prove me wrong because I I don't see it. Based off what we saw last year. All right. So, yes, they're my first team that I am lower on than what seems to be the general consensus. Uh, Big name team number two dropped on your head here, the Nets. The Nets have the third best odds to win the East this year uh, behind the Bucks and Celtics, but ahead of the Sixers and the Heat. And I would pick both of them over the Nets. I just don't know who's going to be on that team come, like, When's the trade deadline? February, March? February. I don't know who's going to be on that team. And Like Kevin Durant tried to get their coach and GM fired, and now they're just supposed to go to work? It's a dumpster fire of a situation that they've created for themselves, and I don't care how much talent you have on the court. Like, that stuff leaks over. So, I, I don't hate that pick either. My last one uh, is the Chicago Bulls, everyone's favorite. Um, feel good story from last year, maybe along with the uh, Grizzlies and Cavs. Um, I everyone is kind of projecting them to be pretty easily in the playoffs. Uh, I am not. I think there are eight teams better than them. Uh, I know that Demar Derozan had like the best year of all time last year. The odds of that happening again are slim. I'm not going to bank on Zach Levine being healthy. Um, uh, Lonzo is already hurt. Patrick Williams, who they've been saying is a breakout candidate for years now, can't get on the floor. Io DeSunmu was really good last year, but if Io DeSunmu is going to be your second-best player, you're probably not going to be very good. And uh, uh, Vucevic hasn't been good since they traded him. Like, Wendell Carter's been the better player. And they traded Wendell Carter for Vucevic. So, that's my uh, my three. The Lakers, the Nets, and the Bulls. Don't hate either of those. Any of those. Um, so, mine, I have four as well. I'm trying to sort, like, one of them is a, a pick to that I think would appease you a little bit. Um. It's not – I'll call it an honorable mention pick. I'll get it started with that. Well, we the, each the have U- an honorable mention then. Okay. The the Utah Jazz. You're lower now, on the Jazz? Like, don't most people think they're going to be booty cheeks? Yes, they're projected to win 24 and a half games, and I don't think they get there. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're probably going to trade Mike Conley and whoever else they have that's worth anything. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So I guess you like looked at championship odds. I was looking at win projection totals. Um, yeah, 
Um, they have the I, lowest I think they championship mean. odds, by the way, on FanDuel, even lower than the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that one was more just like a, a spite pick. I, I don't think I'm over them beating us in the playoffs a few years ago for some reason, even though that playoffs did not matter to us. Um, but I just hate them. Uh, and I do uh, enjoy your rants about them often. Thank you. Uh, so I actually have one on my list that I believe is on your list last year. That's the Trailblazers. I was on, they were on my higher than list last year. Ah, uh, I think they might've been on my, uh, no, no, no. We, uh, but yeah, so I have them on mine. They're projected to win 39 and a half games. They have Dame. If he plays this year, I don't, he didn't play most of last year, if I remember correctly. And they were terrible. So they get their best player back, but do they have anybody else? Like, I like Anthony Simons, and I like um, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. But yeah. Other than that, it's like Nasir Little, Josh Hart. Um, I'm trying to think about who else they. Oh, uh, Justice Winslow. Uh, those <laughs> kind of guys. So yeah, so I I just don't think they're going to be very good, and I was having a hard time with the lower on thing. Um, I don't like I don't like cheering for people's downfall. Like I, I want everybody to have fun. You know, that's the kind of guy. Yeah, I love I am. cheering for downfalls. I I am I do too. Uh, <laughs> mine next one is interest. The Celtics. They are. Were you about to say something? No, I'm gonna let you go ahead. They're projected to have. 53 and a half wins in the season, which is the highest win projection in the league. They don't have a coach and they have a lot of stuff going on. Um, they don't have, like, they should have a clear number one. I don't think they do have a clear number one. Uh, I mean, like, they should have Jason Tatum as a clear number one. I, I could see there being some dissent in the locker room. About who? Just say Jalen Brown. Just say Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Brown. <laughs> okay. I thought. <laughs> sorry for the the casual fan at home might not know who I was alluding to, but that's what I'm talking about. I prefer Jalen Brown. Uh, Jason Tatum is a better basketball player, but I don't think he shows up as much as or as dominant as he should or could. So I'm interested to see how he plays this year. I don't. I can't. Wa- I'm not watching the game right now, but I don't. So I don't know how he's doing right now. But uh, yeah. So I don't. I just don't think they're going to be the best team in the league. Um, so it's kind of easy to pick them to be le- to like they're, I'm lower on. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think that they are going to win the East this year either. The What what I would base this off of, and this was the one higher on team that I got right last year. Um, this is a weird thing where like based on win total, you're probably right. But based on championship odds, I would still I, – like, I think they're right where they should be. Um, and that's because there's always, always, always that, like, championship – maybe not the Warriors because they're just impervious to everything. But there's always that little championship hangover mm-hmm. that teams that went to the finals, played a lot of basketball in an extended period of time last year, always come out a little slow out of the gate, trying to get their legs up underneath them. Uh, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the coach, really. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with, like, whatever's going on in the locker room. 
I just straight up think they're going to be tired for a little while, as weird as that is to say, considering that they just came off of an offseason. But we see this time and time again with uh, teams that make the finals for the first time. And it takes them a little bit of time to get going. And then by, you know, midseason, they're back doing what they should be doing. So I don't hate the the over-under on the win total. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, I can see where they would be lower on the win total, yet high up on my list for championship odds, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. I definitely see Because, like, yeah, I mean, that, that's what they did last year, too. They started off badly, and they ended up being really good. Um, obviously, they went to the finals. But, yeah, I just think that there's some weird stuff happening in Boston, so I think it might be a weird season for them. Also, um, their best player is Jason Tatum, by the way. I just want to throw that absolutely, out there. Absolutely. I, I don't mean to say that I don't agree with that, but based off, like, some performances last year in the finals, I think that there could, like, Jason Tatum starts missing some game winners, they stop drawing the plays up for him, which I think would be dumb because I think he's easily the best player in that team and one of the best in the league. Uh, and then my next one – this might be another hate pick to uh, the Clippers. And it's dumb because they have Kawhi coming back and he's like really good at basketball, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, but they just, ever since Kawhi and Paul George went to LA, like that franchise has just been crap. And they're projected again. I went off the wins, obviously fifty-two and a half. And I don't know. I just it's a, it's another prove me wrong situation. I think that's the same. I would use the same logic for them as I would the Celtics, where I would say yes, like uh, I would take the under on that over under total. But their championship odds are pretty high, and I would probably agree with it because they do have the stars to carry them through a postseason, but we know mm-hmm. that those stars are going to sit in the regular season. So yeah. they're going to lose a couple of games just because they want, like they're not trying to win them. Um, and then come playoff time, as long as Kawhi's healthy, <clears throat> spoiler alert for a little bit later, I really like their odds. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can, based on both of our logic there and like kind of the numbers that we used, I can see why we both came to the conclusions that we came to. Indeed. My Should fourth more, team, uh... by the way, my fourth team, by the way, was the Hornets. I think that team's going to be ass cheeks. <laughs> uh, I think that the casual fan is like, Ooh, LaMelo. And they don't take into account that literally none of them can stay on the court because they're all in prison. So. Uh, yeah, you're probably right about that. All right. So we talked about teams that we like compared to others. We talked about teams we dislike compared to others. Let's talk about some teams that we're just excited to watch play. Uh, Pierce, give me your three league pass teams. And can you, you explain go- the criteria you used for this? You want to go back and forth? I say one, you say one? Yeah, that'll work. All right. Uh, I'm going to go... With the Timberwolves. Go on. That's that's my one. Um, my criteria is I like to watch teams that are fun to pl- watch. And Anthony Edwards is so much fun to watch. And watching him play against your team in the playoffs 
absolutely sucks. But getting to watch him do what he does against anybody else is awesome. So I would watch for him alone. Um, but also, and I hate that I'm going to even say this since Carlin Towns really good at basketball and he can do some stuff in the league that not many other players can. Um, again, hating him last May, but come this regular season, I, I'm going to be all in on watching Anthony Edwards play basketball and the rest of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they don't have Patrick Beverly anymore. And that was their biggest drawback to watching them. Right. But they substituted that with Rudy Gobert. 100% correct. An infinite amount of moving screens and then stands in the paint and people think that he's modern-day Bill Russell. Yeah, he's he's the worst. But Anthony Edwards, awesome. We do like Anthony Edwards. Uh, I had the T-Wolves on my list too, Pierce, so I'll go ahead and cross them off. Uh, my first pick... Shout out Alex McMillan on this if you're listening. The Detroit Pistons. It's the only Pistons fan that I know. Cade, uh, Cade uh, oh shoot, what's his last name? First pick from last year, Pierce. Cade, Cade Cunningham. Cunningham. Ridiculously good at basketball. Jaden Ivey is super fun to watch. Jalen Duran, the Memphis product. Uh, he's probably going to be a big-time rim runner in the NBA. Really fun to watch. Uh Sadiq Bay put up some big points last year. I just like a lot of the young guys that they have on their team. And whenever I think of a league pass team, I think of a team that's probably not going to be very good, but it's going to be enjoyable. And uh, they're kind of the first one of those teams that fits the criteria that comes to my mind this year. So my first pick is the Detroit Pistons. All right. All right. I don't hate that pick at all. Um, I'm going to be honest. I did not prepare for this segment. Um, so I'm kind of going off the top of the dome. And my next team is going to be trying to buy time to think of it. Oklahoma City. <laughs> They're going to be terrible. Just the worst. But I like some of the guys like Shay. I don't even know how to say his name. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Uh Josh Giddy. He's fun to watch, and he's cool on TikTok, so I, I want to stand him. Uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw them out there. It it does hurt their league pass watchability that Chet's not playing. See, I think that ups it because he's so ugly. I don't want to see him on my TV. <laughs> well, they already have Alexei Pokashevsky. Like, if you're gonna, I would at least rather watch the better version of the tall, lanky, ugly player. You just said a name that I don't know. Poku? You got to do more Poku research. This guy, <laughs> this guy is something else. He's like What's a his name? stalk of wheat. What's his name? Alexei Pokushevsky. Just type in Poku okay. and it'll come up. P-O-K-U. It popped up. All right. Images. Oh, Yes. He's not a looker. Nope. How, however, Chet Holgram makes this guy look like Leonardo DiCaprio. No way. He does have a bad girlfriend. Yeah, people interested in Alexi Poster also search for a lot of attractive women. So I think he's got <laughs> uh, quite the past with the ladies. 
So, you know what? Shout out Poku. We're a pro Poku podcast now. We are a pro Poku podcast. No, he stinks. No, he gets <laughs> he gets baddies. <laughs> we stand. We stand an uh, ugly king who gets baddies. My next league pass team, because I straight up have no clue what we're going to get, is the Houston Rockets, the Southwest Division opponent for the Grizzlies. Jalen Green is really fun. I love Jabari Smith coming out of the uh, the draft. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. just got an extension, and Kevin Porter Jr. might be the biggest wild card in the NBA. Um, and they have uh, Alperin Shingun, who is draft Twitter's favorite prospect of all time, apparently. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do this year. A lot of fun young guys there, too. Yeah. I uh, did the same thing that I did last year on the breakout candidates and listed out players from around the league and not Grizzlies players, which I remember doing last year. Um, luckily, I had Zaire on that list, so I was able to pull that one. But I had Jalen Green on there. Um, I mean, he was really good last year, but I think he has the potential to make a big leap this year, and I think that will be a fun team to watch. Um, with my third pick, I'm going to go with another division rival of the Grizzlies and pick the Pelicans. Ah, they were on my list too. For every reason yeah, they, I said about the uh, why I, I like them this year. Yeah. Um, for every like, Brandon Clark really good at basketball. Zion Williamson can't borderline can't miss TV. I put him up there with Ja. I think and, you mean Brandon Ingram, by the way. Did I say Brandon Clark? Yeah. Okay, I, I meant Brandon Ingram. Thank you for that. Um, the <laughs> folks at home would have been really confused. Uh. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. Uh, I I like his style of basketball. I really like watching him play. Um, he's kind of pretty fluid with it. And then, um, yeah, Zion. I kind of have him in the same level as Jaws. Like, it's can't miss TV when he's box playing. office. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited to see him. Hopefully, get a full season. Uh, I think that could be a really fun rivalry for years to come between the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Um, so, yeah, that's my third pick. Yeah, so me and you overlapped a little bit. My third, since you took the T-Wolves and the Pelicans, um, this is going to sound biased to my co-host in crime, the Orlando Magic. Oh, man. Thank you, Pierce. Still have not sold my Jalen Suggs stock. I think Palo is going to be awesome. I loved Franz Wagner last year. Um uh, 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 point guard who dunked in Timberlands. Uh, Cole Anthony yeah. might be the second biggest wall card in the NBA behind Kevin Porter Jr. They got Mo Bamba, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. They they rolled out a lineup in the preseason against the Grizzlies with three guys starting that were over seven feet tall. Yeah, I that would have been my my next option up. Uh, I think I actually had them on my. League pass last year, and we may have both have. Um, I proceeded to watch zero Magic games because guess what? They're kind of hard to watch if you don't have League Pass because um, they're not good. Uh, but yeah, I I like that pick, and I they have a lot of young talent, and I do think that they actually have drafted pretty well the past couple of years, and that's why I had them on my hire on. Um, I think they may be poised to make a a an, a play in game push. And it still seems like no one knows. I would have Detroit over Orlando, but that's just me. It still seems like guess what? Seems like more playing spots. 
There's two of them. There's four, four teams have to play in a playing game. Okay. Well, we're going to get Seven, to eight, nine, the playoff predictions here soon. But I think there's a lot of teams okay. ahead of them that they still have to go. Yeah, pro- probably, but guess what? That's why they play the games, Busby. Yes. I forgot what I was saying before that. It's probably dumb. <laughs> it's, it's mean and hurtful. <laughs> you called me a lava lamp the other day. Well, you deserved it. <laughs> All right. Pierce, we've talked about the teams. Now let's go to the individual players. This was basically the only part of the preview that I got right last year. Breakout candidates. Is there anyone that you have your eye on this year? I know you've already talked about Jalen Green. You've already talked about Zaire Williams. Is there anyone else that piques your fancy? Another player that piques my fancy after some very shallow research today. Um, he's going to play for a really bad team, possibly top three <laughs> bad teams in the league, uh, that being the San Antonio Spurs. But Keldon Johnson, he averaged 17 last year and um, – Doubled his three-point percentage or attempts from the year before. Shot 40 from the line, 40% from behind the arc. And uh, they traded away to jump Murray. So, And they're going to be really bad. So I think he's going to have a pretty bright green light down there in San Antonio. And honestly, I think they're playing for a coach who just doesn't much care about coaching anymore. Um, he already said that this isn't a championship team, which – He's right. It's just odd to hear your coach say that before the season even starts. Um, So I think they're going to be playing. They might be playing pretty loose down there, and I think he could be a pretty fun guy who's going to go out and get some numbers every once in a while. Yes. I had Kellen Johnson on my list last year, and someone on that team has to score. So, yeah, and – they don't really have anybody else now. So, yeah, I mean, are you relying on Devin Vassell or uh, Josh Primo, Jakob Pertle? <laughs> that team's going to be bad. The team's going to be really bad. <laughs> the sad thing <laughs> is I like I like what they did in the draft with Blake Wesley and uh, Jamie Sohan, a couple of those guys. But, yeah, that team's going to stink. Um Pierce, I have a couple here that I think I'm going to run through. Uh, Bones Highland from Denver, I think, can be the uh, missing wing piece for that team. I really like the makeup of that team with Jamal Murray and uh, Josh or Justin's breakout candidate of the year last year, Michael Porter Jr. back healthy. Um, but. Bones Highland can be like the three-point guy that they dish it out to. And uh, he got a lot of run last year, so he's kind of used to that. Um, I like Patrick Williams from the Bulls, even though I pooped on him earlier, because they're going to need him to play and be really good. Fourth overall pick from a couple years ago. He's shown flashes of what he can do, but he just hasn't been healthy enough to sustain that. And then my number one breakout candidate, uh, liked him in the draft, liked him a lot last year before he got traded. Tyrese Halliburton, point guard for the Pacers. Um, he's awesome, 
and someone on the team's got to do something, then I think he's going to be relied on to do basically everything. So I had him on my early list, and I didn't know if you would yell at me again. <laughs> no. So I didn't want to get yelled at two years in a row. So I, I left him off. But, yeah, I, I like that pick. Thank you. All right, let's do awards, playoffs, and finals predictions, and then we'll get up out of here. All right. Pierce, do you have a prediction for Coach of the Year? Everyone's favorite award. T. Jinx. He was robbed All last right. year. Um, I think the success last year could hurt his chances this year, but I think if the Grizzlies repeat what they did last year, he he should – he deserves it. All right. Since you went T Jinx, I will go Willie Green from the Pelicans. Okay. I think Either that's him a or much Mike Malone. I think Willie Green would edge out Mike Malone. Yeah. I think a... Willie Green. Good pick. Um, do you have a pick for rookie of the year? Yes, I do. Uh, you mentioned him earlier. I have Jaden Ivey. Ooh, I like that. That's not what I was expecting to hear you say. I know. You were thinking I was going to go Paolo, weren't you? Yeah, I was. But no, I'm going Jaden Ivey. He's second highest odds as of right now. And I think, like you said, Detroit's going to be a fun young team. They're not going to be very good, but I think he's going to – him and Cade Cunningham together, it's going to be fun, and I think he – He'll put up some box numbers, and I think he's got a good shot at it. Well, sorry for everyone out there uh, who is expecting different from me. I'm going Paolo. I do have a future already placed on him to win Rookie of the Year, so I'm very invested in this. I think they're just going to give him the ball and say, hey, go do something. So, uh, Pierce, Defensive Player of the Year. I don't have a pick for this. Um, I'm going to go Jaron. I expected you to go Jaron, yeah. (laughs) It's the one spot. And, like, I would have written it down, but he's missing probably 20 games, so it's going to be hard to win that, um, starting out behind the eight ball like that. Uh, But I really don't know who's going to win it. Um, I like that last year they they didn't give it to a big, which is what they've just been doing in years past. So I would love to see another guard win it. Uh, but I, I am going to ride with Jaron here. For the, for those at home, if they've noticed a change in the energy, uh, Busby and I are in the middle of a fantasy basketball draft right now. This is, and this Busby's is on the intense. clock. He picked Devin uh, Booker with his second pick. Um, I wanted to go Robert Williams here, but he's hurt, and I'm not going to rely on a hurt guy. So if there's one thing we know, it's that responders – respond or uh voters respond to whining and no mm. one whined more about his defensive prowess last year for not winning the award than bam out of bio so i will pick bam out of bio and that's a great pick and uh your reasoning aside i like it six man of the year pierce lou, lou williams <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with that one. 
<laughs> I don't even know if he's still in the league. Oh, he's definitely not. Most assuredly. Um, uh, I wanted I, to go. I'm going to go uh, Zaire Williams. Okay. I wanted to go with Malcolm Brogdon, um, but I'm also not going to rely on him to be healthy, so I will go with the lowest of low-hanging fruit, and I will say Jordan Poole, the oh, newly yeah. minted $140 million man. Yeah, that's that's the pick. That's a good pick. Safe pick. All right. Most improved player. Do you have a guy for this? I do, actually. I have three. Um, so I also have three. <laughs> I actually have notes on this one. Like, okay. Did last year open up the gate for them to give it to like already household names? Um, we had the same thought, and, Pierce. So, like, I feel like you always think of most improved as like role player guys who stepped up and became more like stars for their team, but not in the league. So I have. And I I can't even bring myself to say it's so dumb, but he has the highest like some of the highest odds to win it. But Zion Williamson. Oh, okay, okay. Me and you had the same thought, just went in a different direction. Okay, but but I I don't know if that's gonna be my. What? You said you had three. Yeah, I don't know if he's my pick. I have him, Shea Gilders, Alexander, and Colin Sexton. Um, I've just been a big Colin Sexton guy since he got into the league uh and i think like if if cleveland's going to be the team that i think they should be wait he's still yeah he's still there yes uh no cleveland yeah. is he is not with cleveland he is in utah utah never mind not him they're gonna be booty no one's gonna watch him play all year um so i'm gonna go shay killed shay gilders alexander okay um don't hate that. He might be a little bit too established. But me and you, like I said, we had the same wavelength where we're thinking like maybe former rookie of the year, maybe a, a guy that a lot of people know, but he just takes like a massive leap and gets recognized a la jaw last year. The three – oh, by the way, before I get into mine, which one of those do you like the most? you like Shade the most? Is that what you said? Um, I mean – yeah, because Zion's going to be more MVP talk probably than MIP, so I'll go Shea. Okay. The three that I have written down, and I keep flipping back and forth on all three of these. One I've already said, Tyrese Halliburton. One, a breakout candidate I had last year, Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Of the two Tyrese's. And then Anthony Edwards. He fits that jaw criteria of uh, – he didn't win rookie of the year, but it was between him and LaMelo all year. Big-time breakout in the playoffs. It kind of set him up for this third huge jump year. So I yep. think if you made me pick, I would pick Anthony Edwards. But I, I like all three of those. So Those are very good. But, yeah, I was looking at the odds for it. Zion Williamson's plus 750. He's like one of the highest odds to win MIP. Which I just thought was interesting, like because he does seem like an echelon above that. But I would have said the yeah. same thing about Job. But yeah, yeah I think uh, your reasoning to pick Anthony Edwards is in, infallible logic. 
Yeah, that's a good word for us. Miss. Well, you're not from Mississippi. Yeah. Never mind. Then. All right, and then the big MVP. one. <laughs> the big one, Pierce. MVP. You already know who I'm picking. Ja. Uh, I have him on my. I have a list of three again. Um, Luke is the highest odds. It's the boring pick. It's the safe pick. It's the pick. I'm gonna go Luca. Okay. I don't think he's the best player in the NBA. Although I do think you can make a case for it. They, they have prefer- only ever given it to the best player in the NBA four times. It's fair. Um, I would prefer Giannis over my pick. I would prefer Jokic over my pick. I do not think they'll give it to Jokic due to voter fatigue. It's yeah. sort of the same with Giannis. I know he won back-to-back, so they're probably not going to give it to him over a new person. I do like the Luca pick, but I've been picking Luca for three years, and it's gotten me nowhere. So I'm going to take the guy that a lot of people think got snubbed last year, Joel Embiid. Good. That's a good pick. Um, I think Luca's so good at everything he does. He's about as complete offensive player as you could create on 2K. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I like my Luca pick and I'm gonna stick with it. But I, Joel has been like neck and neck the past two years. Um, so I think that's a good pick as well. All right, Pierce, playoff prediction time. Do you have, I came with a full list of eight. All right. I actually came with a full list of 10. Um, we could do mine if you want and kind of pick that apart. Or if you want to, or if you have like a list that you want to go over, we could do that as well. It's up to you. I think you are better at this than me. So let's go with your list. Um, just listen to this podcast while we're recording it. I'm out. I'm outmatched here. So let's go through your list and I'll tell you why you're wrong on all of it. <laughs> all right. Let's start in the West. All right. I have the Warriors as the one seed. Okay. I have the Grizzlies as the two seed. Okay. Nuggets, T-Wolves. Clippers, Suns. Mavs, Pelicans. And then in my play-in, I have Portland and the Lakers. Portland and the Lakers, the 9 and 10? 9 and 10. Oh yeah. Um, I think the Suns would be my only thing. I think they might be a little low. Six? Yeah. Um but it's not enough to where I would argue and I don't really know who would be better. I think I might be too low on the Pelicans if I'm especially if I think Willie Green might win rookie or coach of the year. But mm-hmm. I just don't know who to move them ahead of. Yeah. And again, like, probably surprised with the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies definitely try in the regular season, whereas other teams don't, as we've already talked about. Yes. Um, my fantasy team is so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, the West is just so stacked. And, like, I feel like 
from one to eight on those teams, it is going to be – I think you're going to be playing for a seed till the end. I think it's going to be very tight. Um, again, that's barring injury from any stars or key role players. Um, but, yeah, it just – it's so deep and hard to say. Do you want to, like – I know last year we went through it series by series and picked a champion. Do, are we wanting to do yeah. that? All right. No, we'll just we'll just do like an overarching like here's who we expect to make the playoffs. If we have to give a finals prediction, here's who they would be. All right. So that's um, my playoff predictions in the West. Okay. Right. You have more commentary. Or you want me to move to the East? Let's move to the East. I think the, the playoff. It's so hard. Like, and I get people pay, get paid millions of dollars to just talk about this stuff, so it's easy to talk about, but. I don't want my words on the internet of being so wrong. Like they already are. <laughs> All right. I think there's a clear top eight in the East. I think the West is a little bit harder to predict. Um, here's what I have in the East right now. Okay. Bucks one. Celtics. Heat. 76ers. Nets. Cav. Nets, Cavs, Raptors, Atlanta, top eight. Oh, yeah. And then I have the Knicks and Washington as nine and ten. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, those nine and ten seeds are going to have like 30 wins probably in the East. Um, I think they're pretty interchangeable with a few other teams. And I really do think the Magic might make a push for one of those spots. But at the end of the day, I think all both like the nine and the ten are gonna get bounced. Either like they might win a playing game and get to the first round, but then they're just gonna lose there. So I don't really think it matters too much in the grand scheme of things. And I don't think any of them are poised for like a Grizzlies jump next year where you lose in the playing game and then win the playing game the next year and then make the playoffs. Like, yeah, I would need to see a lot from any of those bottom six teams in in the East to yeah. feel like it would matter if they made the playing game. So, do you agree with my assessment that there's a clear top eight? Yeah. I, I will agree. That was a good top eight. Clear top eight. I think it comes down to the top four. Oh, you could tell me basically on both the East and West, like any of these teams can get moved around and I would agree with you. Okay. Or I could like I could find a way to agree with you. Yeah. Um, who do you think comes out of the like Eastern Conference? Let's let's do Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals. Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals? Yeah. Um, if I'm using the, if I'm using the standings that I have projected here, I will say, (laughs) this sounds so bad going through it in my head now, Clippers, Grizzlies in the West and Bucks Celtics in the East. 
Yeah. Uh, where'd you have the Heat ranked? Three. Three? So. For the sake of fun, and because I think it could happen, out of the West, I'm going Grizzlies Warriors. Um, I thought I'd turn that off. Um, I think that we're poised for a change in the guards, and I, I really thought it was going to happen last year. And I do think we're going to have it this year in the Western Conference Final, big stage. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go Grizzlies Warriors in the Western Conference Finals this year. And then in the East, I'm going to go Milwaukee Heat. Just because it seems like those two teams have been like more so the Bucks to the Heat, but like they, it's been a fun playoff rivalry the past few years. Mm-hmm. And I like to see it escalate on the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they keep meeting in the early rounds. So, yeah, I I think it's either going to be Bucks Celtics or Bucks Heat, depending or like based on yeah the order that I currently have it as. I I agree. Um, I just think the Heat have had lackluster performances coming out of the bubble, and I think that's going to they are kind of a team that like thrives on that and like lets it get to them. And I mm-hmm. think they are going to come out hot this year in the playoffs. Um, but if you told me Celtics bucks, like that's taking my bias out of it. Um, probably more likely. Yeah. Do you have a finals winner or finals prediction finals matchup prediction? Grizzlies. Celtics. Now you just said Bucks Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you're going to say Grizzlies Celtics in the finals. <laughs> I'm trying to hedge bets. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Uh, Stand up for your takes. I, Lord knows I got one here in a second that's going to sound bad. Okay, I'm going to go Bucks Celtics in the final Eastern Conference. Grizzlies Celtics in the finals. Grizzlies okay. winning it all. I'm going clear back to back in the finals. God, you are the worst. Clippers, Bucks in the finals. Bucks win. Mm. I think in that, I think the Clippers win. You do? Yeah. I mean, finals Kawhi is a different breed of basketball player. And you got Paul George, which we don't know how he would react in the finals, but you got to think playoff P goes hard in the finals. Yeah, I mean, they do have as good of a group of personnel to match up with Giannis as you can, but I like Giannis more than any of them, so that's basically my logic. And Giannis without Chris Middleton last year was kind of the downfall in the Boston series. Uh, so you put Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday um, alongside Giannis, and I think, uh, who knows, maybe we're talking about a um, Bucks warriors series instead of a um, Bucks celtics finals. So Warriors instead of Bucks. Last year. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that definitely hurt them. And 
it does make them a much more one-dimensional team. So if they stay healthy, like I'm not going to bet against Milwaukee to go to the finals because they do have the guy who probably is the best basketball player on the planet right now and a very good support. Like they did a really good job building around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they've won it before. Um, so they know what it takes and how to do it. But yeah. I think I don't like the Clippers pick. Um, and that might just be me forgetting that they're supposed to be good because they just haven't been since they assembled that team. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, this is kind of wishful, not wishful thinking, because I want the Grizzlies to be there. But this is kind of like me taking best case scenario for them. Uh, I'm banking on health with Kawhi and Paul George, but there's no denying how good those two are with the depth that they have behind them um, when everything's clicking, right? So, yes, I fully admit that this is like taking each team at their peak. But if every team is at their peak, I do like the Clippers the most in the West. Uh, okay. You don't have to understand um, it. You just got to accept it. No, I, um, I was trying to see if Lou Williams was on the Clippers. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't hate that in the West is so what I'm so excited to just get into it and watch it unfold. Yeah. It is the greatest reality show on television. It really and, is. Um, we're going to get NBA Twitter back and that's just the most elite form of Twitter. And I do think like the Grizzlies are poised. Like if they build off of what they did last year, I mean, last year I picked them to win the finals and that was, <laughs> That was the definition of wishful thinking. That was wishful thinking. Then about halfway through the season, I was like, oh, crap, maybe I was real. But I think they build on it, and I hope they capitalize on this window because that roster is dirty. They have a top-10 player in the league in Jaw leading it, and no bias. Like Three seconds on the clock, I want Jaw out of anybody in the NBA to have the ball in his hand. Yeah. So, but we're going to, the fun part is whatever we say doesn't matter. And it's probably all going to be wrong. And we get to watch all of it unfold and see how it goes. Right. And in six months, I get to be like, Hey dummy, the Grizzlies won the finals nine months. (laughs) And I'm not going to even let you enjoy it with me. Oh, that's a lie. Only one of us <laughs> is wearing Grizzlies attire on this podcast. Sorry, I had to save mine all for tomorrow night when I'm at the home opener. That's just rubbing things in my face. <laughs> you know what? Ticket for the Colts game this weekend, rescinded. That's cool. I have a tickets for the Titans game. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> all right, Pierce, do you have any closing remarks here before we wrap this thing up? Uh, thanks for having me on. For anybody who stuck around this long, thanks for thanks for tuning in and listen to just a couple couple idiots gab about ball. <laughs> all right, everyone, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in and tune in um, later on this week, I guess, for the normal edition of the B Team podcast. 
For the actual B team, they'll be back at their reg- regularly scheduled programming at Wednesday night. That is true. So everyone, have a good weekend. Listen to us then.